Today on the GYST podcast, we're going to discuss your attitude and how it's going to impact the rest of your life. Hello, everyone. Thanks for joining us on the GYST podcast, where we discuss topics to help you get your together. Hey, everyone. Welcome to another wonderful episode of the GYST podcast. This is Glenn Rocks here, and... You know, we're going to be talking about ways to help get your shit, shit together. So while we're on this topic, you know what? Let, there's one great way to get your shit together. It's get your attitude fixed. Attitude is everything. And you know what? Giving someone sass, uh-uh, no, you didn't, is not the right <laughs> way to go about it. So forget that sass. Forget that attitude. That's ass, okay? Forget it. We're going to talk about how life happens are you prepared to react to it? Now, I came across a quote from a pastor, Charles Swindoll. Now, some people will recognize the name. Well, he's also very big into personal development. He says, 10% of what happens in life is what happens to you. 90% is how you react to it. Now, on personal development, it's a little bit deeper than that, right? We don't want to just react. We want to prepare but in this case, let's, let's just go off of this and we'll, we'll add in our own little spin. Because it is 90% how you react and prepare for things. Life happens. It's going to happen. So let's just take this subset of life. If 10% of life is what happens to you, what's that other 90%? It's how you're prepared for it, how you react to it. So, my friends, let's talk about it. What's the worst that can happen to us? It's only 10% of our life. Oh, God. Yeah. I mean, we're preparing. We talked about this in an older episode, 176. Oh, many, many A episodes. lot. That was what you guys touched upon it. Uh, but I think Kyle hit it on the nose when you said it. You know, there are some folks that are just really tunnel visioned where you can't see beyond, like, the necessity of just going on day by day. Like, I think perfect example I remember hearing as a kid is if you're hungry, you go to school, you're not going to learn. You're just focusing on your next meal. And so I feel like with life, if you're in that same boat, you're not going to think about the next day, tomorrow. You're just thinking about getting through the day. Will I have enough money to pay for my bills? Do I have enough money to pay for my, like, a roof over my head, my family to eat? You don't think about the future. And then how do you prepare for that? Oh, man, it's that's a tough thing, especially the poor, right? I mean, yeah. let's talk about, you know, wealth in this case. When you're poor, it's hard to plan for the future. Or is it? You know how much you're making. You know what your capabilities are. It's not always easy to go without things. Mm -hmm. But sometimes you make choices. And it is a choice. There are so many opportunities to get yourself into a better position. And it doesn't require money to get yourself an education. Go to a local library. Learn some new skills. Learn, learn some new traits. Learn, just learn, having knowledge. Knowledge is power. So you've got a situation where you're poor. Something happens to you. you. You don't have the money to take care of it. How do you get out of that situation? How are you going to react? So with my family, perfect example, when we first came here, uh, we were on food stamps. And I remember at a very young age going with my mom to get these food stamps, going to the store. And 
I was confused as a kid. And I was like, why is our money look different than their money? And so my mom just didn't know how to explain. And as I got older, I understood that that, mo- that funny money was food stamps. Now it's an EBT. They give you a credit card. I feel like, you know, that's great because there's no, there's less shame in that. Uh, back then, you know, if you were on food stamps, like, oh, your family's poor. Ha ha. Um, and then my mom, my parents, you know, we just got tired of that getting handouts and everything. And we started farming. She learned, she went to school, she learned skills, uh, just learned how to speak English, do basic education. And then she ended up getting two different jobs that laid her off. And she's like, you know, screw this. I've been farming my whole life. So we just stopped, she stopped everything she did, hooked up with a uh, co-op out in Woodenville. And we started there. We started farming. We started making our own money. And it still is a struggle. It really is. I mean, to this day, we're still struggling. There's days where we, we might not make that much money, but everything we earn is us. There's no handout after that. And that alleviates so much stress off our shoulders. Mm. Attitude is everything. It is, yeah. Right? It, it yeah. Literally, it's a mindset, right? Your attitude is your mindset, what you're focused on. Yeah. High Commander said, screw that noise. We're doing this. And so with my mom, she had, I, I feel like she's a lion. <laughs> So she just kind of clawed us all up. And so we, we you know, we stepped up, you know, the whole family. You know, she, honestly, if it wasn't for her, I'd probably be in California living with my uncles on, I don't even know where I would be. It'd be scary. Uh, just, yeah, because they, they pretty much followed where the money was. Like, who gave, what's, what state gave you more money? What state gave you more food stamps? What state, what state cost less to live in? And I'm glad we stayed up here because... Being up here, my mom kept my dad away from the casinos, kept him away from a lot of bad influences, my uncles. And so, <laughs> not calling him out or anything, but calling him out. Yeah, and it just, our lives were probably way better for that. So this is something that I really struggle with. Having a mindset that is gonna serve me. I do something, and, and Rohit will tell you all about this. I do something called catastrophizing. I am an expert at catastrophizing. What, what does that mean? Catastrophizing is basically thinking the worst case scenario is going to happen. Oh, my God. Okay. So let me give an example. Um, is that the owl brain? It's like, the, it, like- it's, I think so. I think it's a little bit of the owl brain, but... Um, I think it was at the end of December last year, my cousins, we went down to California to um, visit my, my family and my cousins, we all, we all got together. It was going to be the first time they met my husband, Rohit. And I, you know, I grew up in Seattle. Um, all my cousins, they grew up down in, in Southern California and we honestly really don't have that much of a relationship. So um, for me, it was kind of like meeting strangers. And right before we got to my cousin's house, I basically had a panic attack. Um, I had to go into a, I had to, you know, park and, and just breathe. Cause I was so nervous. Cause I was, I was seeing these people that I don't really know. I was, I was thinking, what if they don't like me? What if they don't like my husband? What if I don't know what to talk about? So for the record, if they don't like Rohit, that's, that's, that's a huge red flag. That's true. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> no joke. But I started thinking about everything 
that could go wrong. Everything. And what did that do for me? I was stressing out. I was having anxiety. I, you know, I couldn't breathe. So, you know, fast forward an hour later and we're there. And it was so much fun. I had an amazing time connecting with my cousins. And I, I was just so happy that we did it. But at the, at the end, I'm thinking, well, why did I waste my time thinking about all the bad things that can happen? Because that, that didn't serve me. I, it, it impacted how I went into the event. And, and that's something that I struggle with all the time. And I don't really know how to break out of it. I think at, at some points, it's, I've, got, I've got to kind of fake it till I make it. You know, tell myself that this is going to be the best experience. Tell myself that I'm not afraid. And I'm still learning how to do that. I don't know if you guys have any strategies no, for me. You, you said it perfectly. You verbalized it. You have to tell yourself you're going to do it. I mean, I do it every day at the market. I catch myself messing up. You know, when I first start my day, like there's two, two paths I can go. I can go, I'm going to make a ton of money today, which every time I'm with my cousin, that's usually we'll always play off each other. We do work, we work well. But if I'm by myself, sometimes I'll catch myself. I'm like, man, only eight hours to go. I'm like that, that mindset already right there. I'm already starting, I'm sloping down. I'm not going up anymore at that, with that mindset in my head. I'm like, I'm not going to be attempting to make a lot of money. I'm just coasting the rest of the day until four or five o'clock. Then I go home like, no, it shouldn't be that way. I should be going up the rest of the day. It doesn't matter until I go to sleep. Then I reset. So I have a couple points for you on this, and it's going to tie in really well with you. Your attitude is a choice and will determine your reaction time and your direction. Because where your attitude is, that's where your focus is. So if you're focusing on the negative, what does that bring? Stress, anxiety, heartache, pain, Nothing good. But if you're focused on the positive, what does that bring? Possibility. Hope. Opportunities. Things that you, you know, may miss if you're focused on just the negatives, the obstacles, the possible obstacles, not even a real obstacle. It's the possibility of there maybe being an obstacle in your way. Your attitude is more important, and this is going to piss a few people off, I'm sure, but your attitude is more important than facts, your past, your education, your circumstances, your successes, your failures, your race, whatever. It's the most important thing in your life to drive you towards success, your attitude. And if you have a piss-poor attitude, you're going to have piss-poor results. If you have an awesome attitude, a driven attitude, focused attitude, you're going to find success. You may not always succeed, but you're going to find success even in the failure. Shoot, I failed at this, but you know what? I learned one way not to do this, the Thomas Edison approach, right? I didn't fail at making that light bulb. I just learned 1,000 ways not to make a light bulb. <laughs> so he learned if you come in with the right attitude, you're going to learn. You're going to take something away even from a failure. But if you come in with a 
bad attitude, all you're going to see is the failure. You're not going to learn anything, and you're going to keep going into this wonderful cycle of bad attitude, failure, bad attitude, failure, over and over and over. And then Kyle said in the older episode, episode 184, about Mm. mindset. Your mindset is everything. The power of your mindset was the episode, right? And the thing about it, if that's your attitude at work, what happens when you go home? That comes with you. It does. So so if you bring that home to your your spouse, your family, your kids, your friends, I mean, it's hard to break out of that shell. That's a a rut you're in. Um, If you're doing that at work, it's almost like an entitlement. You're... It's like, oh, I, I deserve to be here. It's like, why, why am I wasting my time here? It's like, you guys should make my time worthwhile. Uh, unfortunately, it doesn't work that way. Like, you're not going to go anywhere with that mindset. Not at all. Yeah. If, if I'm if I'm hiring somebody for my farm stand or my flower stand, I'm like, well, if you're, it's like, well, what can I offer you if you're expecting me to, just you know, what can I offer you for the eight hours that you're working with me? I'm like, well. Mm-hmm. It's the other way around. You're, I'm hiring you. I want you to do better. Um, and if you do great, awesome, because we both win in that situation. It, it can't be just you taking for me. I mean, I, I guarantee you any employer is going to see it that way. Mm. Now, attitude, it, it's like an illness. It really is, especially when it's a bad attitude. It spreads. Especially if parents. Parents, it... it I want you really to listen, parents. If you have children, they're going to pick up on your attitude and they're going to emulate your attitude. Whatever attitude you show them in life, they're going to learn it at a young age and it's going to be harder for them to break out of that. Be cognizant of your attitude. If, you, if you're negative, that child is going to grow up with a negative viewpoint. It, it, and they may be able to break out of on, on, on their own. They may be able to, but it's very hard for a child once they've learned it. Mm-hmm a bad attitude from a parent for them to get out of that bad attitude. And it usually takes years. Like it does. I mean, you get to can take therapy. Yeah. When you get to become an adult is when you finally take a step back and you say, why do I act this way? You know, we, we reflect on it. Self-awareness. Mm-hmm. I think Rohit said it the best. That's when, when you notice that, when you ask yourself that question is when you become average, uh, when you're just average and then you become above average when you notice that. Mm. So with your attitude, again, it comes into a cycle, right? And that's where we can bring in even episode 244. You oh, are yeah. what you repeatedly do. Oh. So if you have a bad attitude and it keeps you in that cycle, you know, that cycle keeps you failing, guess yeah. what? You're a failure. If you keep staying in that bad negative attitude, you're a negative person with a lot of failure. That's what you are. How do you break out of it? You have to force yourself to say positive things. And you actually have to vocalize them. You, you can't just say them internally because, again, your mind is just breaking things down as you move on. You, you have to think them. You have to say them. That's two actions, two positive movements. Think the positive, then say the positive. If you're just thinking positive, you've also got negative thoughts. You're not going to tell yourself negative things vocally. You're just internalizing that. So break the internal and the external with internal thoughts, external vocalizations. And it helps to have somebody external to play off of. Exactly. Yeah, it could pull you out of that rut. I mean, something so simple. So, I mean, I feel like I need Rohit everywhere I go. No, email Rohit. Man, 
Can I get a little dummy? Just like throw hit at gystpodcast.com. <laughs> if you need a positive cycle, he'll, he'll, he answers his emails. He'll, he, he does house calls. He'll fly out. Any family event you need him at, he'll be there. No, but it, seriously, listeners, yeah. if, if you want some advice or if you just want to bounce some stuff off us, email us. It's just our first names at gystpodcast.com. But that being said, what other ways can we break these negative attitudes? Because attitude is key. Oh, gosh. The positive affirmations are are huge. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, wake up every morning, have a list of of positive things to say about yourself. I'm beautiful. I I am grateful. I am worthy. And say them, say them in the mirror. And believe me, it's going to feel ridiculous when you're starting out. Right. It's going to be, you're going to feel like, I'm speaking from experience, you're going to feel like a fraud. You're going to feel like, why am I doing this? I don't believe anything I'm saying. But the more and more that you take the time to do that, make it part of your routine, you're going to start believing it. But it's okay. It's okay in the beginning to feel that that imposter syndrome, for sure. Like, I just do keep it simple. I'm like, I just look in the mirror. You got this. You'll be all right for the day. Perfect. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. you're good. It's something so simple, but you verbally have to say it. You really do. And then touching back on the subject of preparation, if you get rid of a lot of steps that you don't have to think about, it's easier for you to go, mm-hmm. you know? Make your bed, whatever. That's something easy. Uh, lay out your clothes for the next day. Start meal, with a success, right? Something simple. Meal prep. You know, every every night I do my morning after oats. No, they're not cut. What are they called? Uh, overnight oats. Overnight. Yeah. Morning after oats is something else. <laughs> but <laughs> <laughs> That's for hangovers. Come on. Yeah. But if I don't have to worry about breakfast, that means I can get a quicker start on my day. It's, right? I, I didn't think about how big of a deal that was until I was talking to Pat about it. It's like, I oh, just got to do this, this, and this. And then you're good. And you don't have to worry about breakfast. You're not starving. You don't have to spend $15 on a coffee. I don't know where you're getting your coffee from, Glenn, but <laughs> bringing this back. <laughs> but yeah, I don't have to spend money on coffee or anything. Starbucks. Uh, it's not $15 for Starbucks coffee. <laughs> Almost. Depends like, on what you get. <laughs> The more syllables you add to right? your drink order, the when you more. Add more syllables than actual coffee. So yes, <laughs> <laughs> but prepare, prepare in mindset. So one one thing to keep in mind is attitude. Not only is everything, it is a choice, and I think once you get that in your mind, one once. Yeah, once you get that into your mind that the the attitude you have is a choice that you're making, you can actually take control of your attitude with those affirmations, with preparations, right? With surrounding yourself with little successes. How about also surrounding yourself with positive situations, right? When I'm feeling down, what do I do? I grab Jack. Hey, Jack, come over here. Let's train a little bit because I see... He's having fun. And Jack, by the way, folks, is my, my English bulldog. So, oh, yeah, I was about to say. I'm yeah, like, who yeah. is this Jacques you speak of? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jack Burton. <laughs> Jacques Burton. But uh, <laughs> you, you see the little successes in what you're doing with Jack. And uh, puppies are always happy. They're always looking to please you. 
you know, so they, they bring some positivity in, into your life. What else can you do that brings positivity into your life to keep your attitude in, in a positive mindset? I think you need to have something that I would call a joy reservoir. So a memory that, that brings you happiness. Ooh, which some... episode is this one? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> this is a new episode. <laughs> Actually, I have no clue. Is, is it an older episode that we don't know? Well, it's the uh, the things that bring you joy, right? So like oh, the bre- right, we, we right. talked about I bread. I believe one. someone talked about things fresh baked bread. Smile. The things that make you smile. Yes, exactly. So you need to have those things that you can you can pull on when things aren't going great. Okay. So I know for me, one thing that I have in my joy reservoir is I've got a, a tattoo. Um, of Hamilton the Musical and Hamilton the Musical, I talked about this before, has has been a really big influence in my life. So when I'm feeling down, I'll look at the tattoo. I'll I'll remember what it's like to be in the room where it happens, watching the musical, and it'll bring a smile to my face. So things like that, you need to have those those North stars that mm-hmm. that you can attach to and remind yourself that positivity happiness it is it's all possible mm. Ooh, for me it's got to be like moments um I, dun- I think about my dungeons and dragons group we've been together since junior high i think and we're all in different blocks of life right now uh, a lot of them have kids have different families and everything but there were shining moments where w- one of the elder members was getting married and it was their bachelor party and he wanted no fancy thing but so we just had a camping trip out in was it friday harbor on the san juan islands quiet peaceful just all of us there and this is probably well into our like mid-20s or so and we just played i think an entire night of D like it was junior high again and just that one moment going back to that just hanging out with my friends and then rolling dice and yelling at each other <laughs> so yes, uh, I think you're both absolutely right. Having that reservoir, memories, the people that we have in our lives that are positive. I mean, if you've got negative people in your life, cut them loose, or help them find some positivity. But first, you got to take care of your own positivity. You don't want to be, you know, you don't want to have that millstone around your neck. If you're already drowning, you don't want to add the extra negativity from someone else. That's a hard lesson to learn because no one wants to cut out friends or family. No one wants that. I mean, if if my dad was a negative influence on me right now, I don't know if I could cut him out right now. I really don't. It's like for me, it's rough because we talk about stress, anxiety, uh, you know, all that stuff. And for me, I hate to say it, but my family represents that because it's a family business. When... I interact with them. It's hard for me to. What's the word? You you can say it. Bro, who can't say it? This compartmentalize. Compartmentalize. Yes, that word. So when I see my family or they call me, I just revert to work mode. I have to automatically. I don't. All the stress that I've worked off throughout the day just automatically comes back on. So it's very hard for me to break apart from that. So usually when I am on my personal days or if I'm on a vacation or trip, I will block everybody in my family and. Not to be rude or anything, but it's just for me, my personal own, like, health. Got to have mental health. Yeah. And so for that, that definitely helps me out a lot. 
I could just focus on me. I could focus on myself and how I can better myself. Yeah. So find some positive people to hang around, right? Be a positive leech. Let them be the positive <laughs> like zombie, right? Yeah, positive zombie. The positive that zombie. Many. Let them bite you, okay, with their positivity. Don't let them cling on to you like, you know, Rohit with his constant, no, no, actually, no, let him. Let him. Because that positivity can save you. It really can. So um, It can yeah. be exhausting sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> not going to lie. Wow. <laughs> and he's not here to defend himself. That's cruel. Oh, I love you, Rohit. That's, you know, I think we all love him, but there are times when, you know, his, his positivity disease is, it's not even really a disease. I can't call it that. It's not, it's not a disease. But sometimes when you're in that negative mindset, it's hard to break out of the, out of the negative and into the positive. And it can even be grating when someone's so positive around you. I get it. Um, but you kind of have to force yourself. Remember, attitude is everything. And if you can't break out of a negative attitude um, with, with your own choices, you're kind of stuck. You're, you're the one that makes all the decisions on your attitude. No one is forcing you to be negative. No one is forcing you to be positive. You have to choose. I think it's, it's all about reframing a situation. Right. Like, like you mentioned, um, you can look at something as a failure or you can look at something as a learning opportunity. Mm -hmm. So it's all in the way that you think about it. Quite true. A very good example. Recently, you know, back in March, actually, I was, I was laid off from a job that I had for almost 10 years. I could have sat there in negativity mode all day, be pissed off. Heck, my boss was even invited to a, a movie night, the one that laid me off. I don't know who invited him, but that person at that time probably would have been knocked out had I been in that negative mindset. But I already had another job lined up, so... I was already moving on to positive thoughts. I could have sat there in that. So for you pretty much hit it straight on, like head on though. You got oh, ahead of it. You have to. You have to get ahead of your negative thoughts. You have to head them off because negativity is like quicksand. It builds. It sucks you in. The more you struggle with it, the deeper you get. So you have to break it fast. You have to get that, that plank of wood that you can hold yourself up above, uh, above that quicksand level, right? Pull yourself out. You're out there all alone. No one's going to pull you out unless you make the decision to get out of that. Negativity is your own quicksand pool. Well said. There are people willing to reach out and grab you and pull you out. But you got to stick But you got to make the decision to take it. So, yeah, and that, folks, just to wrap things up, I wanted to let you know, folks, uh, you're not alone. Negativity is, is something that we all deal with. But how you deal with it is going to determine the rest of your life. Because 10% of what happens to you, you know, is life. 90% of... The rest of your life is how you react to what happened to you. So 
Make the choice. Work on your attitudes. If you need some help, reach out to us. First name at gystpodcast.com. Rohit, Scott, Tia, Glenn, Patrick. He's not here. We miss you, Patrick. He'll be back with a vengeance. He will be. (laughs) So work on your attitudes. Stay positive. And with that, catch you on the next episode. Thanks, everyone, for listening to our GYST podcast. We hope you learned how to get your together.